Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. So uh, I got a piece of advice. We've been in New Zealand for a while. Yep. Um, having a really good time. The Great conference time. has it. been awesome. Mm. Little piece of advice. I've been here a lot. Wait, it's a, wait, I, it's I, a piece of advice for me? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's not for myself. What the, okay, uh, so just listen. Just listen. All right, all listen. right. You don't know what I'm going to say, so just, 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 just be ready. No, uh, I'm, right, I'm, I'm ready. I, I feel I'm like, ready. I feel like I've been exegeting this uh, Kiwi culture for a little while now. Mm. So you, when we argue in public, like we do, okay. on the plane, uh, in the, the taxi, yep. uh, in the elevator, uh, when yep. we argue, like we do, around other people, yes. um, you need to stop. Because then we get them involved to pick sides, yep, like yep. we always do. Because I, I, I want them to see that I, no, they should okay. be with me. Here's the thing. Stop referring to me as your partner. Okay, you got to stop what? doing that. What? He's my partner. Every time. You're my Every partner. Time. Okay, I know. Hold on. My right, podcast listen. partner. Part, yeah, I know we're a business partner, podcast yeah, partner. Yeah. And that means What's something up, different. Partner? No, no, no. It didn't, here especially, it means something else. What does it mean? And then they're like, oh, they look at us what like, oh, look at them. They're what does it like mean? Partner. You're my podcast it, partner, it, it, it my mean, partner, my mean, friend, it, and I, my podcast wife. No, that's what they think it means. Well, I think they all realize that here. Okay, so just maybe just say friend or something like that. No, no, okay. He's my friend Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I was just trying to help. I was trying to help. All right, listen. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna ask Jim Renahan some questions, okay, Doctor? Oh, Jim the Dr. Man Renahan. But did you notice? Mm. What? I think, I think he really liked uh, my message. He, like, he, he really talking, liked your message. He was talking about it from this. He was like, you know, it's kind well, of, he you was. Know. Well, I mean, he was, was fixing like, it. Yeah, he wasn't fixing it. No, he was affirming. He was affirming it. No, he was not. He was. He was like, no, no. He was like, oh, hey, Joe, and you were talking about like a definition of theology and. You kind of—I'm surprised you didn't talk about William Ames. Oh, William Ames is everybody knows William Ames. Theology is the art of living for God. Living to God. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I didn't want to be cliche. Except cliche. Except you. Which you couldn't use it. All right. And so Jim the Man Renahan comes up here and spends what? 20, 25 minutes fixing okay, Joe's talk? Listen, not uh, at all. William not Ames, at all. Will, oh, 40 minutes. Okay, Thanks, sir. William Ames sermon. is so basic, okay? So basic. Anyway, all right. So uh, Dr. Renahan is here, and uh, we really hope you guys are going to listen to um, his, his lectures, his teaching. They are absolutely brilliant. Mm. And uh, I, everybody, everybody that I, I talk to afterwards is just so fed and so encouraged and strengthened. Um, we only have just a little bit of time here in yeah. between sessions, and we thought, let's, let's just... Just um, turn Dr. Redahan loose on the podcast. And what we wanted to do is uh, introduce you to our listeners. Most of them know who you are, but some of the newer listeners might not. Um, and then we're going to throw something at you and have you kind of uh, unpack it for us. So first of all, Dr. Renahan, um, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing right now? Like Not, not right now here in New Zealand, but like what your emphasis and your, and your focus is right now. Yeah, for 20 years, I've been the dean and professor of historical theology at the Institute of Reformed Baptist Studies at Westminster Seminary in Escondido, California. Uh, in the last couple of years, we've been working towards uh, beginning a, a new seminary uh, just outside of Fort Worth, Texas, and I've been appointed president of what's now called IRBS Theological Seminary. God willing, we'll begin holding classes summer Greek in uh, July of 2018, mm. and then the regular semester around September 1st of right. next year. It'll be a full MDiv program. We have a great lineup of faculty, about yeah. 20 different uh, professors who have agreed 
to participate ballers. with us. They are ballers. They're they're great. Yeah, yeah some they're really, heavy hitting. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's really impressive. We're trying. I'm, I'm uh, recommending everybody that's asking about seminary to go. I really well, am. Great. Yeah. Um, and uh, where do they go? How do they find out information? What website? IRBSseminary.org. There's two S's okay. in the middle. IRBSseminary.org. Yeah, that would make sense. IRBS. Yeah. Seminary. Right. Two, yeah. right. You don't have to say yeah. there's two S's. We know. Yeah. We can do that math. Well, but, but okay. it's, you know, I, I, yeah. when yeah. I type in websites, sometimes I get confused. Are there one or two? Mm. So I, it's nice to, to reiterate that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, a lot of information there. Um, you can learn all about the curriculum, the, the faculty. Uh, we'll, we'll have an application online, um, hopefully by the end of this, uh, of November of 2017. Oh, wow. And uh, we're, this is going we're to be forward. a ridiculously affordable <clears throat> seminary mm-hmm. yep. with the best possible Reformed Baptist scholarship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it's really exciting. So we want, we want, really want people to support the seminary, attend the seminary, and we want to get the word out. So. Yeah, yeah. Part of our, um, the principles that we're working with are to make this affordable because we, we don't want uh, students to be uh, weighed down by debt when they graduate, right. which is, is the case these days with a lot of schools. So we're, we're somewhere about half of what the cost would be for other Typical schools. We're on the way to uh, accreditation. Uh, yeah. That's that's part of what we want to do. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really exciting. It's oh, it's great man. to be part of it. Well, I wish I could uh, have gone there, uh, <laughs> but I was, I'm thankful for my seminary education. And um, but man, uh, IRBS Seminary looks amazing. Okay, so we just have a little bit of time, and uh, we thought it would be a really good idea to. All right, so if we're going to do it, we got to be done by a quarter after. Okay. Basically. Yep. So uh, we wanted to talk to you about creation. I know okay. that you've lectured on this, um, you've taught on this, you've thought long and hard on this, and it seems to me in a lot of the circles that I tend to be in and with, especially in Baptist life, uh, people get amped about creation. They love creation because they love like the Discovery Arc theme park, or um, they get all... Do people actually like that? Oh, they love that, man. Oh, they love the what? Kent... No, don't cheer that. Okay. So. Don't cheer that. No. They like it. It's all. It's like Ken Ham, and it's like you know. It's like Baptists are really good. They're really good at knowing the stories of the Bible, but they don't know what they mean, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. um, like they they know the story of creation, but they don't know what it means. So they, mm-hmm. then they focus on the things that they're not unimportant. But well, they're the Bible's not, as, not a story, right? Yeah, we, or, we learn that. Yes, yeah. right. It's not so, a but, story, but that's what they. That's how they treat it. And so they memorize like, well, how many days did it take to get made? Or um, mm-hmm. you know, what, what about dinosaurs and bones? Like. They, when it comes to creation, what are the most important things? Not, now, there's a lot of important things. But what are the most important things that we need to take away from the creation account in the book of Genesis? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, and, you know, some of those other things are important that you mentioned. Let's, let's not say that they're, they're unimportant right. somehow. But um, if, if you read carefully the Bible, you find that creation is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you read through the prophet Isaiah, for example, and regularly when he's making, or the Lord through the prophet is making appeals to Israel, he begins with some statement of, I am the Lord, your creator, yeah. I have made you. Um, when Paul preaches in um, uh, Acts 17. the book of Acts, yep. he's regularly emphasizing creation. When he begins the book of Romans, he mm-hmm. starts with creation. So creation is, is really a foundational doctrine mm-hmm. in all of Scripture. And I think sometimes we... we miss the fact of its importance. It, it tells us about the goodness of creation. It, it sort of answers the problem of dualism. Right. Uh, it addresses the, the, the history of the world. There's a big arc in Scripture that goes from Genesis 1 to 3 oh. through the end of the book oh, of Revelation. I thought, I thought you Noah's meant the Ken Ham. No, 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 no. 
no, 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 no. What I mean is, is the, the themes that are present in the first three chapters are present at the very right, end of right. the book of Revelation. And so you have this connection. Mm. That's what I mean by arc. Oh, yes, thank you. ARC. Like, like, like this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not like that. No, no, no. 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 Not, 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 not this arc. Yeah, that arc. Yeah, oh, gotcha. this, wait a minute. This is a podcast, so people can't see the hand motion. I do this no. all the time. Yeah, we're fine. I do this all the time. We do it Jim. for us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what he did was sort of not the arc with the... No, you see, you don't want to explain it. So the creation, the creation, like the, the, the principles, the theology that we see in creation are running throughout all of scripture. It's yes. foundational yes. to it all. Yep. And what are some of those most important themes and doctrines? Yeah. Um, well, I think the historicity of Adam and yeah. of the fall. Uh, one of my colleagues uh, took me aside. We were just talking a few years ago and he said, the next big issue will be the historicity of Adam. And uh, of course, there are evangelicals today who... Uh, are at the point where they're denying the historicity of Adam and suggesting that the creation account, the first 11 chapters of Genesis, are simply a means that God uses to give us a story about how evil entered into the world. We don't, we don't take it as literal. Right. We just take it as, okay, you know, there is sin and there's evil, and here's a story that it's helps It's a framework to help you understand mm, yeah. what is happening, not yeah. how it happened. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so I, I think that the historicity of Adam... Um, the reality of the fall, uh, the relationship between Adam and his sin and justification mm. is very important. Um, you know, traditionally when uh, really good theological works have been written about the doctrine of justification, they begin with the justification of the righteous, which is what would have happened with Adam had right. he obeyed God mm -hmm. and kept the commandment. Uh, so there's a relationship to justification. I think, too, the nature of law in Scripture mm -hmm. is, uh, is very helpfully understood when we think through the doctrine of creation and we recognize that Adam was created in the image of God with the moral law on his heart, and then uh, another, an external commandment was added to that in the commandment not to eat of the tree of mm -hmm. the knowledge of good and evil. So that, off the top of my head, that's just a couple of mm -hmm. um, things that we see in Scripture that really make creation fundamentally important. And I think sometimes those emphases are lost right. in the yeah. debates that we get into over other important things, like right. how long are the days and how right. old is the earth, which they have their really important yes. place. I'm not trying to in any way say they're unimportant, but if, if we just get hung up on those two things, mm -hmm. we miss all the rest of this, which is right. really key. To the structure of creation in the Bible or theology in the Bible. So yeah. I, I know, like, uh, you're, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with Biologos and mm -hmm. all oh, of yeah. that. So mm -hmm. I've got a lot of friends over there um, that that go to those conferences. And <laughs> hey, what do you want me to do? I'm friends with everybody. Um, and so what 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 they've said was, and they go to these conferences, one in Chicago recently, and and from the guys on stage, most of the guys on stage were saying, "Listen, we we don't want to deny a historical Adam." Um, but we're wrestling with how do we make sense of this because they they believe in evolution, mm -hmm. like in theistic evolution. Mm -hmm. So there seems to be this. There's it's on the table though. It's mm -hmm. just a discussion on the table. Mm -hmm. How do we? You know, there was a historical <sighs> Adam, but it doesn't sound like it's too many steps away before they're gonna potentially say, well, maybe not, mm -hmm. maybe not, because mm -hmm. something else mm -hmm. has already set a precedent for them right. that they're kind of leading the the charge. Is there? Is there anybody that you know who is a theistic evolutionist who argues for uh, a historical Adam, who is like published or anything like that? Um, I'm sure that there are. There, really, what we're now beginning to see is books coming out. Um, you know, this this is the time of year when the Evangelical Theological Society has its annual meeting, 
because I'm a member, I get catalogs from all of the different uh, publishing companies op- giving offers for discounts mm-hmm. if you go to the ETS meeting. And several of them have come to my house in the last couple of weeks advertising prominently brand new books that are addressing these questions. Okay. On on the one side are the, the more conservative and traditional. On the other side, um, IVP has just come out with one that BioLogos is – uh, co-publishing with uh, Reasons to Believe, okay. arguing for uh, a theistic evolution, okay. uh, expressing the debate between them. So we're, we're really beginning now to see um, academic uh, books that are coming out that deal with these issues. So we need to pay close attention to not just the debate, but the Word of God mm-hmm. itself as mm-hmm. we're thinking through these issues and the, and the issues related to creation in particular. Yeah, one of the questions that, that you have to wrestle with is what has priority, general revelation or special revelation? Mm-hmm. Because the, the biologists and the geneticists and all the rest are reading the, the book of creation, in a sense, the general revelation, and drawing conclusions, and then allowing those conclusions to determine how they interpret right. the, the book of Genesis, where traditionally Orthodox Christians have argued that it's the text of the book of Genesis that has to be, have priority over the reading of general revelation, and it... it acts as the, the, the final authority, and that's the final say in the determinations that we make to the nature. So um, the, the geological record or um, the conclusions of biology have to be fit into what Scripture says and not vice versa. And isn't it fair to say, though, that uh, some of the scientific uh, investigations, uh, conclusions that are being drawn aren't going to be addressed by Scripture? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. The Bible is not a book primarily about science, um, and there there are certainly questions that uh, may be faced that uh, we don't settle from Scripture. Well, I think what we have to come back to from Scripture, if we have a high view of its authority, mm-hmm. is to say God created the heavens and the earth. He yep. created Adam and Eve as a special creation, yep. that there was a real incident in the garden, a command that was given, a violation of that command where Eve was deceived and Adam was not. They violated that uh, that covenant of works, and right. sin came upon humanity as a result. Th- those are the non-negotiables. Right. And there right. are probably others as well, but yeah. we, we can't give those things up. So, but, uh, it, it, As Joel had mentioned before, there's uh, these theistic evolutionists that would say, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to deny this. We want to, you know, uh, but like, I guess my question is, I can hear someone saying, well, what is it, what are we losing then if we lose the historical Adam? Mm-hmm. Like what's at stake? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, ultimately we lose, I, from my, from my reading of things, we lose the authority of scripture itself mm-hmm. because subsequent scripture, events in scripture treat the events of Genesis one through three as historical right. events. Mm-hmm. And even the Lord Jesus does so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so to say Jesus was re- uh, reinforcing the religious myth that was given to Israel is a real problem in terms right. of what, what Scripture is about. Yeah. So there's you, a domino effect. Yeah. You also have, um, you know, here's an interesting question. Um, what is sin? Okay. How, how does sin enter into the human race? Now, the, some of the geneticists are proposing that if you work your way back through genetic history, you, you run into a roadblock at about 10,000 people. Okay, and so for them, ten thousand is is the number. They they would assert some kind of sometimes they call them pre-Adamic hominids, people who are in the evolutionary process but haven't yet received the image of God. And there are about ten thousand of them. Okay, now if there is no historical Adam and no actual sin, how does sin then come into the human race? And and you know the answer that's usually given, well, sin is imitation. Then, well, that's Pelagianism, is what it is. 
that, that we sin because we see each other sinning. Yeah. Well, so where did it come from, though? They're still not answering the question. Well, right? they're not answering yeah. the question, and they don't have an answer who, to that who, question. Who, who learned it first? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, who, where did it go wrong? Yeah. Yeah, and there, there is no answer. But if, if, if that's the case, then the whole system of Christian soteriology right. collapses in on itself, yeah. you see. So, so that, that's lost if we lose uh, the, the reality of a historical Adam. You know, this is not how many angels can dance on the head of a pin stuff. Mm-hmm. No. This is this is real foundational theological truth yeah. that yeah. that upon which the whole of our faith really does stand. Right. So it, it, exactly. it's all now you had mentioned the covenant of works as it mm-hmm. relates to yeah. creation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like mm-hmm. um, how does the creation narrative inform us about what is called a covenant of works? And what is the covenant of works? Yeah, the covenant of works is a theological term that's given to uh, the relationship between God and Adam, in which Adam is given uh, a, a commandment that is subsequent to his creation, in which he must um, not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and if he breaks that commandment, he will bring death upon all of his descendants. Okay. Really what it is, it's, it's asking God. God gives to him, he places him in this garden, he gives to him an abundance of good things that he can enjoy. But the Lord says, you see that tree, that's mine, it's, you can't have that. Do you love me, Adam? Do you love me enough? I've given you everything else that you could possibly want, but I reserve that for myself. Prove that you love me by keeping yourself from that tree. Mm. That, that's yeah. essentially what the covenant of works is. Now, you know, you find a lot of people who say, oh, the word covenant, berit, isn't found in Genesis mm. 1 through 3, so there's no covenant of works, which it's a false um, exegetical conclusion right um there's all kinds of ways to respond to that um you know they'll, they'll the same people will say well the gospel is present present in genesis chapter 3 when god confronts adam and eve and the serpent in the garden and promises a redeemer who will crush the head of the right. serpent and it's interesting that that's a curse it's not a blessing it's a curse and yet people read that as if it's the covenant of gospel. grace or the gospel. Right. You have to imply it from it. Jesus so, never used the word grace, the, the but same, it's all over his teeth. The same methodology in Genesis 3 applied to Genesis 1 and 2 right. yields the covenant of works. Plus you have examples in Hosea 6-7 is the best example. In Psalm 82, you have another potential uh, text that mm-hmm. speaks about the covenant that's broken in Adam. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, there's, there's a lot there. So to, so to kind of simplify this for people who are listening who maybe are unfamiliar with this, the before sin entered the world, there was a covenantal relationship between Adam and the Lord. Right. And uh, the breach of that covenant mm-hmm. uh, through sin mm-hmm. resulted in death. Right. Um, the maintenance of the covenant, the, the obedience to it, would have ensued in eternal life. Okay, so That's if they could have passed this t- period of time where mm-hmm. they were faithful at mm-hmm. some point, mm-hmm. and what was uh, like, what, what would that have looked like? I mean, what? How would he? How would Adam have continued on into uh, well the state of blessing? Yeah, that's the eschatology of protology. Protology is the study of the the beginnings of things. Eschatology, the study of end things. And there is an eschatology in the garden mm-hmm. where Adam would have been confirmed in the blessing of eternal life and in um, this relationship with God where God walks with him in the garden, etc. Right. Yeah. And uh, now if we take a step back from this and we look at this, this covenant of works and the failure of it, as this plays out, um, was the covenant of works, and I'm, I'm asking because I want you to make this point very clear for people that may be unfamiliar, was the covenant of works plan A, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which didn't work out so well, and then a covenant of grace that follows plan B. 
Well, no, it wasn't because um, Christ is spoken of as the lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. Mm. And uh, a full-blown covenant theology recognizes that um, in eternity, the determination of God was to send his son in order to provide redemption and that his glory would be evidenced in the personal work of Jesus Christ. So even this covenant of works that God knew it's not going to work, uh, you know, it's the, Adam's going to fail. This was a part of God's plan to bring about the revelation and the glory of, of Christ. All, all the, the while asserting the fact that Adam was a free moral agent yes. yeah. and, was, and the, the guilt is Adam's own yes. for the violation of the sin. It's, it cannot be placed in, uh, in the hands of God right. to, to accuse God of orchestrating Adam's fall. Right. Adam, prior to the fall, had the ability to obey God, to love God, without any kind of distraction mm-hmm. in his heart, to do everything that God commanded. And so Adam's fall uh, and the subsequent judgment that comes upon humanity is a result of Adam's actions, not God's. Is there a book uh, that you might recommend to people to read mm-hmm. on this issue of covenant of works or creation, things like that? Yeah, a couple of books. Um, my, my really dear friend, Rich Barcelos, has written a couple of really mm-hmm. fine things. Oh, yeah. uh, little, a small book on the covenant of works. Uh, in a series called uh, "Recovering Our Confessional Heritage," it's a great. It's a great. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's put out through RBAP, right? Our Reformed Baptist yeah. Academic Press, RBAP.net, and then he's just come out with a brand new book called "Getting the Garden Right." Mm-hmm. You know that uh, some really brilliant people have written endorsements for that book. Yeah. I mean, like I've I was just looking. I mean, like. The, the, the scholars and the best theologians love mm, that like, book. Well, who, right. like, who are they? Like, well, you know, some guy from suburban Chicago, uh, I think. Like, um, I mean, I'm in there, of course. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, t- I'm on the top of the back page. It says, well, you know, like, kind of. Doctor Barcells couldn't get anybody. Uh, no, no. They had, uh, you a, just look who's look who's beneath me. I'll just who's I'll leave it at you? that. Hey, you know, just saying. It, it, it's a really really fine treatment. <laughs> of... You got to play along, Doctor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't have the talent that you guys have. Yeah. That book, though, and now that book not only addresses theologically uh, creation, yeah. covenant of works, Sabbath, mm-hmm. but he's also specifically dealing with um, an errant theology that seems mm-hmm. to be pretty popular today called yeah. the covenant theology. Yeah. So you're really going to get a, it's like a seminary class education mm-hmm. by yeah. reading this book. It, it's a fine piece of work yeah. and, and has just been published. I, I, my copy was given to me on Monday of this week. Did you see my name on Saturday. the back? Was your name on the My back? My name's on the back right yeah, there. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So let, let's, just, <laughs> let's just remember that thorns and thistles were part of the curse. Oh. That's true. That's true. Don't applaud. Don't applaud. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Joe. Uh, we I really know, do. I know. Listen, <laughs> we, are, we are hardest at, at our church mm-hmm. in Virginia. We are hardest on the people we like. If we're not teasing you, we don't like you. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Um, and so I have, to, I have to take it because uh, I give it. Thank so, you. I mean, yeah. So I mean, we're going to want to link to that. But if, uh, uh, if people want to go directly, they can go to rbap.net. No, rbap.net. Well, that's yeah. for the little book. Yeah, the other one is Founders, published uh, Getting the Garden Right. Founders.org, Founders Press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or it may be Amazon even. I, not I'm yet. Not, sure. no, not yet. Okay. No, I've been looking. Yeah, I don't so um, we will we'll link to everything in the yeah. show notes. So please check it out. Get that book and read through it with other, get other people, get other men and women with you. Read that book and talk about it and uh, step up your game because as Dr. Renahan said, uh, what happens in the garden um, mm-hmm. is critical to mm-hmm. the Christian faith faith yeah. and it's why dr uh, richard barcello says it you know you got to get this right because if you don't get the garden right 
Yeah. You get everything wrong. That's right. And so yeah. make sure you guys uh, head on over to uh, IRBSseminary.org. There's two S's in there. There's two S's Yeah, in there? right next to each other. Oh, gotcha. Okay, good. Uh, and if they want to follow you online, uh, Dr. Renahan, where do they, where do they find Twitter. you? Twitter. Uh, you're on the Twitter, right? Yep. You're, you're a Christian. At IRBS under slash 16. Oh, you got the oh, underscore. I, got the underscore. Yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't set up the account. So I, I won't take the blame for that. Okay. One. So yeah, you're on Twitter. You're on Instagram. I found you on Instagram, though you post nothing. So don't follow him on Instagram. You got to get on the Instagram. You got to get you on gotta the use Instagram. that. What do you do? Post pictures of me sitting at my desk studying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who, 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 who you want to see a selfie of Dr. Redhead studying? Everybody you just post like, like, oh, hey guys, I'm reading this. Baller. Yep. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> that's what you got to do. There is a Facebook page as well. I don't okay. do personally. I don't do Facebook, but uh, what's the Facebook? Is it IRBS Institute of Reform underscore 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 tilde? Yeah, it's probably a lot of that. So <laughs> we'll make sure we'll have all the links we'll in the show notes, the Dr. Renahan. Uh, we we really do love yeah. you. We we oh, are thanks. so grateful for thanks. your ministry. We are better theologians and therefore Christians because of you and we're really uh, eager to see what God's going to do through you and all of the people working so hard. And I so love hard. your friendship, you know, the times that we spend and... You haven't spent text. any times with we him. Text. No, we text. No, you haven't spent... That's not yep, spending time. That's not spending time. Uh, do you text with him? No, we hang out. We <laughs> chill. You're, what do you mean? I well, you know, last year, this year... At our conference, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jim so and we, I were hanging out. We, we're so, uh, we got, I, listen, you know they, I don't even call him. I don't even call him Doctor Renahan anymore. I call him Jay. You're like, <laughs> are you ready, Jay? Here we go. Uh, you guys can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head to the website DoctorDevotion.com. There you can sign up for the 2018 Doctor Devotion Conference on the Spirit Wrap and the up. Church. Wrap it up. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content Fridays. Later. Mm-hmm.